Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and this is the week of August 13th. And this show is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Always fresh, always healthy, nectarjuicebar.com. Download the app to get a free smoothie now. So stay healthy, nectarjuicebar.com. Hopefully everybody out there has some solid trades and is really enjoying the rebound that crypto is making. Remember, we caught this a couple weeks ago, talked about how this wave is going to come to fruition, and a lot of people are scared. They expect to get rich overnight. But money is flowing right back in. The crypto market lost about a trillion dollars in May. However, almost half of that has already come back and the price of Bitcoin is reflecting it. So let's see, just last week when we talked about Bitcoin, the price was a mere $36,000. A huge return over last year. And yet today we're looking at $45,000. So that's up $9,000 from just last week. So if you're swing trading, that's an easy 10 grand in a week that you can make. But are you going to sell and take profits? Because we all know Bitcoin has to tap on the door of 62000 and there's nowhere but up. Uh, people ask me all the time, what is a good investment? Where am I going to get the quick money? Well, I can't guarantee where the quick money is going to come. I could tell you, though, with the trends going upwards, where I have my money and where I expect to see quicker returns over other coins. And there's a lot of things that play into it. Uh, Ethereum 2.0 being released, and they burned over 10,000 ETH. And whenever you burn a coin, that means you're basically wiping out a coin from the face of the earth to reduce the supply that the coin has. Lower supply, higher demand, higher value. Bitcoin has about 18.5 million Bitcoin that have been mined successfully and that are in circulation. And by that, you know, they could be lost, they could be stolen, they could be in someone's trash can, they could be on a wallet, they could be just simply in MicroStrategies Investments or Tesla. What that means intrinsically is that there's only a couple million Bitcoin left. There will only ever be 21 million and nobody can make more. So when buying Binance coin or Ethereum, uh, in order to reduce the supply, they are helping to increase the value of their coin. It's good for the community and it is good for the price action. So Ethereum just a week ago was about $2,500. It's really, really broke the trend line about two weeks ago on its way up. And then once it breaks $3,000, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, psychologically, it's a big deal. All-time high was about 4000 and a lot of speculators expect to see $10,000 by the end of the year. So a week ago, $2,500. Right now, $3,100. So look at it that way. Again, if you're looking at how quick you can make profits, that's 600 bucks in a week off of just one Ethereum, you know? So based on how much you're trading with, or you're just investing and waiting for a real strong return and take out and you're not buying the dips, that's also really good as this wave is gonna bring a lot of these speculative calls to fruition as we watch the volume continue to increase. And a great indicator is that there's new exchanges. A great indicator is new coins on exchanges being released and more accessibility to the general public. So Matic hanging around $1.15, 
picked this up around 90, 95 cents. So there's some good profit in there. I got a ton of it, but it's a slow mover right now. You know, it really led the bull run a lot. It followed Raven, followed Ethereum. There's a couple of guys that led the pack and then Matic was really strong. And then after Matic ran, a lot of coins followed suit. So it really hasn't done that yet. $1.15 is good, but there's some room to grow. It's still in a buy zone. You know, we're expecting its all-time high of $2 to be broken and see four or five bucks when all season actually does get in. But that's the Polygon network, which got hacked. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, XRP still with no legal U.S. trading volume is at 85 cents. So just a friendly reminder, when the SEC decided to uh, make allegations and indict and uh, come up with this lawsuit against XRP, the price fell all the way to 17 cents. And right now it's back up to 85 pretty good return for X your money. Dogecoin hanging around a quarter, but remember when the masses get into Dogecoin and more money comes in, all we need is another stimulus check or a better economy or people to uh, actually take their money from not working and invest in Dogecoin, then you'll see the price go up. But I'm still hanging on to Elon Musk and SpaceX. I got quite a bit. I think what I'll do is take some profits around 50 cents for sure. And then I'm going to go ahead and let a bunch ride through next year and just really see what happens because Doge literally going to the moon. Even if it's short term, we're going to see this break a dollar. And I just think it's nice, interesting to be part of the fun. It's it's a weird coin getting in at well under a penny made it exciting and allowed me to just play with profits. And I definitely suggest taking profits around a dollar should that happen as everybody hopes. Keep in mind it's fun unless it actually becomes a real currency, which can happen. And by that, I mean uh, something used by more than just Burger King or Taco Bell. Uh, there's a few places accepting it. Watch how it grows. The more acceptance on a global global level of Dogecoin, the more the more we're going to see. Cardano uh, not producing a smart contract yet. Good old ADA though has a ton of fans and uh, they're patient. They've been spending five years innovating. And remember the CEO here, Charles Hodgkinson, a uh, co-founder of Ethereum. Uh, I talked about him last week. ADA, you know, I picked this up during the bear market under 15 cents. We're at a dollar 59. Uh, huge profits there. Got back in right around a dollar, and we expect to see some great things. Once there's some live smart contracts, and we see a lot more of the network actually working the way he expects it to and wants it to. But this is a guy who's not trying to just make a quick dollar. He's already made hundreds of millions of them. So it's a good coin to watch and to stay on top of. Uh, with those coins, I want to remind you guys, there are new exchanges popping up all the time. Uh, Coinbase, which is very user-friendly and easy, Please remember, download Coinbase. That is the easiest way to uh, trade crypto, in my opinion. And then set yourself up it's free with a Coinbase Pro account. So you could move coins between Coinbase and Coinbase Pro, but the difference is Coinbase Pro will allow you to have a stop loss uh, to make limit buys, and there is an app, and they have more coins than Coinbase. Why it is different, I don't know. The platform's a little different, but the fees, are they're more than half off of what the main Coinbase is. So I strongly urge you to download Coinbase Pro and use that app instead. A new exchange that I'm getting on is FTX. I'll give you guys a good report on that, FTX.us. and always looking for something with low fees and that is easy to use and lots of colors because I like colors. Different moods and different colors. Binance US has been great, but Binance US also lost their CEO. Binance does make me a little bit nervous. You know, not Binance.com. They're not even allowed to operate in the United States. Whatever agreement they made, they have Binance.us that will report, you know, trades over 10,000 and when you wire out, etc. They are IRS friendly. But beyond that, the former head of the office of the Comptroller of Currency, OCC, Brian Bro 
Brooks, who's been in the crypto and on Wall Street world for quite some time, he resigned as the CEO of Binance.us just last week. So the Wall Street Journal reported Friday citing a post from him on social media platform Twitter that he recently joined the company only as uh, soon as May 1st and resigned now in August. That is very, very short tenure. And to me, it is a bit of a red flag. I, I'm really curious as to with, with all the money that I'm sure they paid him, why is it that this did not work out? I'm not saying to run from Binance. I'm saying to look at other options uh, just simply because he did interviews talking about how great they are and, and the big future that he sees. And, you know, here's the thing. He was a former CEO for Binance now, former acting controller of the currency at USOCC, formal chief legal officer at Coinbase. So you wonder, is there something wrong with him or is he just playing the Wall Street game, collecting signing bonuses and exit packages and who knows, doing a rug pull himself. Pretty, pretty short statement he made just four days ago. Greetings, crypto community. Letting you all know that I have resigned as CEO of Binance US. Despite differences over strategic direction, I wish my former colleagues much success, exciting new things to come. Strategic direction. That's pretty vague, um, but we could spend a whole lot of time going into that. Then let's let's not. We have other things to go through on Crypto Karma in the news. Uh, let's first start with some happy news. AMC, which we know is uh, pretty dramatic and interesting as AMC and GameStop have become basically like the Robin Hood of stocks. And this is where the people are trying to liquidate shorts, really play the same games that Wall Street does, turn the tables and make some money. Uh, I got into the hype. I FOMO'd uh, right into AMC a couple months ago. I, I'm, I'm at a 4X on that now. I'm not trying to sell anytime soon. And you know what I really like and, and I appreciate with AMC is that they know who their customer is. They they know who goes to the movies. They know how to please people. And in fact, what they did is they made their calls. I think I mentioned this before, open to the public. So their CEO, Adam Aaron, made some announcements during their earnings call. The call on Monday of this week, the CEO, Adam Aaron, kicked off the Bitcoin bullet point by noting, unsurprisingly, that many of AMC's new shareholders are quite enthusiastic about cryptocurrency. If you've been following along with the drama, then this should not come as any surprise. He added that the company will have the technology systems in place, the point of sale systems, which I have a feeling NCR might be a part of, to accept Bitcoin by the end of this year. Bitcoin payments will have to be made online, but will be widely supported across all AMC theaters and all states. Of course, Bitcoin will not be the only cryptocurrency that they're going to accept, but they are going to start with Bitcoin. I think Ethereum is a given, Bitcoin Cash most likely. It is quick. The fees are cheap, but this is where it'll get interesting. Are they going to take on Litecoin that prides itself on easy, uh, widespread mass adoption, easy to use? I've got their wallet. Or is it going to uh, follow the wishes of the crypto community and accept Dogecoin, which would be really interesting? They have a few directions to go with it. So this is a lot of fun to follow and of course to support businesses that support cryptocurrency because by doing so they're supporting us. Uh, he also says we are in the preliminary stage of now exploring how else AMC can participate in this burgeoning cryptocurrency universe and we're quite intrigued by a potentially lucrative business opportunity for AMC if we intelligently pursue serious further involvement with cryptocurrency. Aaron then added that further plans about the theater chain's crypto strategy would be shared publicly when they are more concrete and that is real solid. This is a huge company that looks like they want to get Bitcoin 
Bitcoin on their books, follow the steps of Elon Musk and Tesla and get themselves in the news more and more and get people back in movie theaters. One explanation as far as why they shifted to Bitcoin could be his involvement with the quantum encryption startup Arquit. That's the CEO, Aaron. Uh, he said, I've had to learn more in the last six months about blockchain and cryptocurrency than I learned in the entire decade before this. He was sitting on the board of Centricus Acquisition Corporation, which is under contract to buy the company. Another explanation as for this move is that their warm embrace of its meme stock, as they call it now, shareholders following GameStop's stock surge powered by Reddit's Wall Street bets. And of course, common over-the-counter investors earlier this year, the subreddit set its sights on the beleaguered theater chain. And this is where this all started was Wall Street bets and Reddit, which is pretty remarkable. The surge in trading at the time was so unprecedented that Robinhood and more traditional financial companies like TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab temporarily barred new trades for AMC along with GameStop. This is where I have a problem because Wall Street never gets, they, they, they don't get any kind of regulation in terms of this. They're allowed to do what they want, set their calls, their puts, their stops. And nobody says, hey, the market is too volatile or we don't want you to make too much money. The truth is when I tried to buy my first AMC stock a few months ago that uh, SoFi and TD Ameritrade, I, I went on both platforms. They decided to hold my funds as a new customer because I don't buy stocks other than Tesla was the first one I bought on Robinhood and I sold that. I bought that when he was on Joe Rogan's show and when he got his first puffs of weed, I said, this is it. His stock's going to tank and I'm going to buy it because it'll rebound. People and psychology is funny. But what I was saying is that these companies didn't even let me buy the stock for about six or seven days. They held my funds, just had me in limbo. It's complete and utter BS. These banks are nonsense and all that they're doing is using my money with the excuse that I'm a new customer and it's for my safety and security, whereas I cannot access my money or actually make that purchase. So I missed out on about 25% of gains because what they did is they took my money and along with millions of other new customers doing the same thing, they hold it in an escrow account where they get an APY. So that's right. They are making interest on our money for doing nothing and not letting us execute trades because they make more money doing that than they do on trading fees. And they're not dummies. They know how to make money, but they do it, in my opinion, what's a very unethical way. I am not a, a fan of how this works at all. And so this is the manipulation that people are standing up against. So I support that 100%. And it's another reason to like AMC and um, not so much these institutions. So uh, the last thing about that with AMC is the board of directors includes Adam Sussman, the president of Epic Games. So see where they're going with this. Um, they have been broadcasting UFC events. They could work with game companies in the movie theater and have competitions in the movie theaters for games. There's a lot of directions and opportunities for a company that's open-minded. You know, the weak-minded people, the ones that opened up 100 years ago, they're generational. They have no idea how to adapt to the times and technology. COVID knocked them out. And a lot of these guys shut their doors because they didn't know how to adapt. But the truth is you have to adapt as a business owner in order to be successful. And without that, you're either going to get crushed or you're going to really thrive. And so clearly AMC working with blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and then gaming is showing that they're adapting to a part of uh, the new world. Aaron said that he cannot even count the number of times he's been asked by shareholders to partner with GameStop. I'm not playing little petty games. So pretty big deal if they do that. So you're watching the next stage. You know, it's almost like the fourth revolution, industrial revolution, but this is a technology revolution. And this is a great use case of what's happening. AMC's second quarter was transformational. They said they buoyed primarily by $1.2 billion in new equity capital. The company believes this injection of funds should give the company the financial staying power to navigate boldly and 
amidst coronavirus waters, Aaron said. The company is still losing money and burning cash, but the company is also on a path to recovery. You heard it here first and keep an eye out on the transformations that are happening in the news and in the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency. And also in the news, cryptocurrency is definitely showing how they want to flex in the mainstream banking world and not just fit in, but in a nice way, take over. Circle, which is the company that owns Coinbase and is a uh, financial backer of uh, many cryptocurrencies, Circle plans to become crypto's first full reserve national commercial bank. That is coming from the horse's mouth itself. If its various applications are successful, Circle's Digital Asset Bank would be the first crypto-native institution to operate under the supervision of the United States Federal Reserve, U.S. Treasury, Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the OCC, and the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. So that would be big news and make this billion-dollar company even bigger. Uh, hopefully, uh, they, you know, they're not decentralized, but we only hope that they have good intentions and good things. But this should show you that crypto is here to stay and to have a cryptocurrency digital based bank, you got to wonder, are they going to become a part of what Agenda 2030 is as the American dollar is segued into digital currency only as places are telling you there's not enough change. They're not accepting cash at a lot of retailers because banks are simply controlling the amount of supply right now. Believe me, there is plenty of change out there. I think a lot of it is just problems of not adapting. You know, it costs 0.0178. So almost two cents simply to make one penny. There is a lot of logic to not have change out there in the world anymore. To get rid of cash though, not a big deal, but when you think about how they could control how you spend your money, where you spend it, that's not what the digital revolution is about. But believe me, Big Brother is gonna have his hands in it. So when they're compliant, then it's not necessarily gonna mean that we're not gonna go in that direction. It just means that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is gonna be a part of it. Meanwhile, formal Circle subsidiary Polynex, they own that exchange too, which is a large one. They have agreed to pay $10 million in a settlement to the U.S. Uh, United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Remember, they're basically the legal mafia and all they do is take money. Maybe bribes and kickbacks and mafia payoffs are how you do business for operating an unregistered digital asset exchange. So they didn't register properly according to the SEC. They get sued and then $10 million later, they're back up and running. So who's to say that there's not ethics involved? The regulator did not specify which cryptocurrency represented securities or investment contracts. So that's great. It's behind closed doors. People would assume, could it be Ripple? Is it Matic? Uh, a lot of speculation, which I don't like. It'd be great if they just came out with it, but clearly cryptocurrency, just like Wall Street, is a pay to play game. And the Senate, the attempts to update the U.S. Senate's infrastructure bill of $2.1 trillion, which contained a tax provision that would basically hamper the domestic blockchain industry, stalled this weekend. Two competing amendments were put forward, though it appears the original language of the bill was likely to pass. Maybe, maybe not. Let's take a look at the bill that was shut down. So there's been a lot of talk in the blockchain and cryptocurrency community about the infrastructure bill doing something in terms of taxing cryptocurrency, but they're also hampering innovation. When you tax developers, exchanges, programmers, coders, etc., then you are giving them a reason to take their business to another country or you're literally hampering innovation, which our government's good at. The infrastructure bill is a coming of age moment for crypto 
says Fortune Magazine. A feud over taxation and regulation shows that Washington is taking crypto seriously, even if it doesn't yet understand its potential. And the truth is they really don't know anything about cryptocurrency. Taxing it is the worst thing in my opinion, but uh, if they find money on the table, they're going to try to get it. Yet Senator Loomis of Wyoming, Senator Toomey of Pennsylvania, those two knuckleheads were speaking about a cryptocurrency amendment to the bipartisan infrastructure bill on August 9th. Harnessing blockchain and the crypto industry should be a cornerstone of U.S. economic competitiveness and industrial policy. That could be true, could not. Who would have thought that a once obscure 13-year-old in industry, which it is now, would have been one of the major sticking points to pass this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure package? So basically, the bill is about taxing cryptocurrency and how it will behave in the upcoming infrastructure bill. At issue in the bill and what has been construed by the crypto industry as a cynical move to kill this technology were two provisions. The first relates to tax compliance and it would raise up to $30 billion with a B over 10 years by heavily taxing the industry or so that's what they argued. The second relates to cryptocurrency transactions and would have determined which types of entities would be construed as financial intermediaries thereby having reporting requirements imposed on them. While both original provisions were flawed, the definitional overreach on which entities should be reporting intermediaries in a cryptocurrency transaction is the most troublesome. It would negate the market reality that crypto trades and transactions are increasingly flowing to and through well-regulated firms and exchanges, just like Binance or Coinbase. What underpins both of these issues is the broad perception that crypto equals circumvention of financial rules and is a haven for nefarious actors bent on eroding U.S. national security through anonymous payments and new forms of internet, hot money, and ransomware. Interesting because still 90% of money laundering is done with the mighty U.S. dollar. So on both scores, correlation does not equal casualty and critics fail to acknowledge the broader consumer privacy erosion that takes place in core financial services without enhancing national security. The, the easy thing to do is to really recognize that these taxes are really positioned in a way that they are going to end up stifling a lot of the innovation and deter people. At the same time, they want to take this money to put it towards other things in the bill that many people do not agree with. I mean, there's a couple trillion dollars here. The infrastructure bill passed as of today. The amendment was shot down. And what's interesting is that Senator Toomey admitted that the infrastructure bill was passed, but the amendment for cryptocurrency denied because they needed more money for military spending. So that's pretty crazy when you think about that they acknowledge how important that this bill is for cryptocurrency and how stifling these amendments would be. However, they are putting the military ahead of it and saying they are doing the wrong thing in order to get money. Ted Cruz and a lot of other uh, senators are actually proponents of cryptocurrency and have been speaking out against this bill. And uh, it's nice to see that there is definitely some kind of uh, bipartisanship to this. Uh, a lot of people have been speaking out and calling, emailing Senator Shelby and others in order to try to uh, put this back in crypto's Favor. But time will tell. This is a two-year process and it has to still get through the House. And then, of course, uh, it takes a lot of time for things to be enacted. And I'm sure there will be another trillion dollar bill, money printed out of nowhere that will include cryptocurrency and we'll be having another fight on our hands. And on to some fun stuff. Telcoin, which has repeatedly been our coin of the week, is under two cents again. It dropped under a penny. So any investment under a penny in the last couple of weeks would have doubled your money. It's very easy to see the ebb and flow of these charts. And if you look at history, that's the most important thing. So right now it's at a 
just under two cents. It is looking for a breakout. Tilcoin has been consolidating for about a month now. All-time high is just under seven cents. So that's an easy 3x just to get back to the same level as it was merely weeks ago. That to me is extremely bullish. Back in December of 2017, XRP went from 24 cents on December 11th to 75 cents on December 14th. So that's a 3x in three days. And then to $1.26 on December 21st. And then to an all-time high of $3.58 on January 4th of 2018. So this is the trend that a lot of people are looking at. The end of 17, early 18, those are some big gains. 24 cents to $3.58. That is huge. The reason Telcoin is being compared is because of the amount of news, of bullish news, of legal hurdles in a good way that Telcoin has overcome. The biggest thing hindering it though is that you can only get Telcoin on KuCoin and I think it's HitBit and that's it. I use KuCoin. So in order to get this volume, because volume always precedes price and hopefully over the next couple of months, the development team is going to get onto more exchanges. If they could just get onto Polynex, BitMEX, Binance, Coinbase, well, then those numbers are definitely possible, but it is going to need to have that accessibility there in order to hit that volume. Um, I've got a bit over a million tailcoin, and I'm really hoping that we break a dollar. Obviously, three bucks would be amazing. So remember, tailcoin, this is one for short term, easy trades, long run. Yes, I am 100% holding on to this bad boy. I'll probably take profits every 25% up to the path of a dollar and then pass a dollar and hold some for the long run. So one of the biggest thefts in the cryptocurrency world just recently happened. Hackers stole $600 million in what is believed the largest DeFi crypto theft. DeFi is decentralized finance, so really nobody is in charge. Security researchers are trying to track down the attackers and the hackers have begun moving funds to decentralized exchanges. So what's key and important here is all the money that was stolen could be traced. This is not untraceable money. This is really easy to locate. In fact, the addresses have been published so that other exchanges could flag the stolen funds. Hackers took the time to hack from multiple people's accounts and steal quite a large amount of cryptocurrency. So the Poly Network issued a letter, which is a little interesting, they put out on Twitter. And by interesting, I mean, there's definitely room for suspicion. They say, we are the Poly Network team. Dear hacker, we want to establish communication with you and urge you to return the hacked assets. The amount of money you hacked is the biggest one on the DeFi history and law enforcement in any country will regard this as a major economic crime and you will be pursued. It is very unwise of you to do any further transactions, the money you stole are from tens of thousands of crypto community members, hence the people. You should talk to us to work out a solution, sincerely, the Poly Network team. So I think the point that they're trying to make and they, they missed on is that they could trace this money and they're going to be caught anyway. And the best thing for them to do is to really give some money back. But interestingly enough, you know, they could stake this money, $600 million, and they could earn up to 20%, if not more in some cases. And that's pretty remarkable. They they could also move this off chain onto cold wallets and let it sit for years uh, until the case gets cold and then they could reactivate their coins and hope nobody notices and cash them in. So this goes back to if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese, don't leave things on an exchange, especially the weird shady ones like PancakeSwap and, and Binance Swap and all these different swaps. I've lost money, but there's also no guarantees that come with a complicated high risk. You know, you can make some money and as much as you can make it, you could earn it. They always go hand in hand. And here is your Crypto Karma tip of the day. So I just want to remind everybody out there of Try Lolly. 
That's L-O-L-L-I. This is where you can make purchases and get rewards in Bitcoin right to your own Bitcoin wallet. If you're going to shop and buy stuff anyway, why not get some free Bitcoin for it? Elipal and the Nano Ledger is where I store my off exchange, off network coins, along with some digital wallets. But in the fear or event of an emergency or a cyber hack, I am moving things off of my phone wallets and whatnot into cold storage so that it is safer. And this is Nick Green with CryptoCar reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. So this excellent episode of Crypto Karma has been brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. You can look them up, nectarjuicebar.com with one location in Castle Rock, one in Colorado Springs and opening up at Garden of the Gods and Creekwalk right here in Colorado Springs. Remember, if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. I'll tell you this every time. Wish you the best. It's Crypto Karma and we'll see you again next week. Explore the Crypto Currency Universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Nectar is fresh at its best. Live life to the freshest with Nectar. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Saturday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean.